gentlemen, welcome to the Doctor Script Show, where we're talking about your favorite movies. What was good, what was bad, and how we can improve on things. We don't just talk about the problems, we get solutions to the problems. And today, joining me to catch them all, I got Dr. Sam. Listen, I'm just here to be the best like no podcaster ever was. <laughs> to speak the truth is my real test, and to, you know, train those listeners to leave five stars is my cause. Damn, that was good. That, that was, was good. That was good. Right? That's a top five opener. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just super. I'm just I'm so pumped today, man. Because we just watched Pokemon the first movie. Yeah, Pokemon the first movie. That's how cocky they were when they made this. They're like, all right, we're gonna have so many movies. They knew how many movies they were gonna make. They're yeah, movie twenty two, I think, right now. Well, the sequel was Pokemon two thousand, so we're filling in the gaps between there. <laughs> gotta fill up those, yes. But I'm jazzed. What's what's your relationship with Pokemon? I mean, if you were born in the 90s, Pokemon was your thing. You got the cards, you played the games, you got all the little toys. Like, this was childhood. I remember this movie and being like, damn, like, this is so intense. Like, Pokemon's legit and it's getting dark, guys. It was such a big part of your life as a kid. And so many things. Pokemon's still relevant now. We got Detective Pikachu coming out later this week. But yeah, very big fan. I would play some of the Nintendo games. Pokemon Snap was my shit. Snap. Yeah, what about yourself? What's your interaction uh, with Pokemon? So, uh, as you've noticed, you know, how we review movies and stuff, I'm a big fan of media. Uh, <laughs> I like all this stuff. I'm not, like, a huge fan of, like, everything. I won't, like, you know, bow at the, at the hands of Marvel or DC. I really like those things. You won't bend the knee. Pokemon is my ride or die, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Pokemon is my jam. Like, it's mostly just nostalgia, and I do not give into nostalgia for anything mm-hmm. except this. Okay. Like, I'm super pumped for Detective <laughs> Pikachu to come out. It's everything that I, like, just grew up with. Like, I... The true story, I am a good, well-read person because I learned how to read from Pokemon. Really? My first books were, like, you know, the typical, like, kids ones. Uh-huh. And then, like, Red and Blue and Yellow came out around when we were four or five. Yeah. I played those games and learned so much from that. And I knew what was going on, like, the whole time. Pokemon is the reason I am a literate human being. Wow. This franchise means a lot to me when it comes to, like, everything that, like, has built my existence. Yeah, actually, though. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty crazy. I have other things that, you know, a part of my life, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Pokemon is, is a huge deal, and so coming back to watch this was definitely an eye-opening experience. Yeah. It, it's been a solid 10 to 15 years since I've watched this movie. Yeah, it's been a solid a week or two since I've watched this movie. You know, this is my daily thing. I wake up and watch Pokemon, the first movie. It's the equivalent of people, kids these days, watching Frozen. It's True. every day. That's for me. But, I mean, once a month, you at least switch over to Pokemon 2000 or, like, you know, forever. Yeah, you know, if I'm, if I'm feeling like changing things up, being a little risky, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I do remember, like, going to this movie and getting the Mew card. Yeah. Because like, that was a the, big thing. Ancient Mew cards for the second one. That's the second one? Yeah, because that was the whole thing where the, the bad guy, like, held it up at the end. He's like, that was his inspiration. Oh, for that's right. That's right. But they did have Ancient Mew in the movie. Like, that was, like... Right. A plaque. Okay, in Pokemon 2000, I was really hyped to get that card because my dad and I collected it as yeah. like a father-son thing growing up. It was cool. We caught, we caught all the Gen 1 Pokemon, guys. Yeah, you did. Okay, before we get into it, when I was a little kid and Pokemon just started, I had only gotten like a pack or two, you know, you would open it, you're super hyped, like, yep. what, what yep. cards did I get? Yep. And it's a bunch of duplicates mostly. But I was over at a family friend's house, my parents' friends, basically, you know, and all the kids are running around, we're four or five, and I open up the cards 
and I got a fucking Charizard. Oh, yes. And, like, I was just, like, messing around, and the other kids were like, oh, my God, he got a Charizard. And they all tried, immediately trying to bargain with me, like, here, I'll give you two Pokemon silver cards of, of this and that. And then, like, my friend's parents went to my parents, and they were like, hey, that's a really good card. Don't make sure he does not trade that card, okay? <laughs> and that's still like the pinnacle of Pokemon for me. I no. still have that card. Today. You still you still have it. Yeah. Cards. Oh yeah. It's like that Charizard one is like wrapped in three layers of protection. You know, you could sell that now for like a lot of money. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My parents are definitely like, hey, you know, like if rent ever gets, <laughs> you know, being a screenwriter is tough. If rent is ever hard, you know. That Charizard thing's a couple grand, Taylor. I'm That's like, no, never trade in those memories. I have my binders of a bunch of Pokemon cards. I don't, I don't remember where they are. Oh, but dude, I need to find no. Them. That's like in my stash. <laughs> <laughs> That's right next to my social security card and birth certificate. It's next to my passport, my gun, all the things I take with me in case of emergency. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's pop into this okay. because the mood is about to change a lot. Yeah, and uh, for the new listeners or anything, we do have time codes, so. If if you want to go into the description and just check out which parts we you want to go on because we have a summary and surgery where we talk about where we're going to script doctor everything. Uh, if you choose to do that, I think you should stick around for this one because it's going to be fun. But just so you know. So, Sam, how do we open this? So we open this movie on bubbles. We see <laughs> bubbles rising to the surface and we hear a voice on the inside. A little confused on what's happening. We hear some chanting in the background and we see some nice nature shots and we eventually wind up in a lab where we see these eyes kind of opening like from their perspective and these like shadowy figures standing out. And they're all like, we did it. We've created the most ultimate Pokemon ever. And he's just thinking this, we hear this voice thinking to itself, what's happening? Where am I? Am I, am I alive? What's happening? And we reveal that it's, uh, I mean, should we even try and establish what Pokemon are? Are we just going into this hoping people are aware of the concept of Pokemon. Pokemon are, like, animals running around for free that people capture and make fight each other. Yeah, they have, like, powers. They have, like, different types, so... Right. So we reveal that there's this Pokemon called Mewtwo, and he is in a test tube, and these scientists have cloned him from the DNA of a previous Pokemon called Mew. Mew's kind of, like, known to be, like, the, the ultimate, like, previous Pokemon until, like, previous generations <laughs> show up. But for Gen 1, uh... Mewtwo is like this. It's created from the psychic Pokemon that is super powerful, and the the scientists are like, "It's good that we've created you so that you can start doing our bidding and being the science experiment for us." And Mewtwo's not happy about that at all. No, he's very just like, "Oh, they don't care about me. They don't know what my destiny is," and so he just throws a huge fit. And destroys everything. He is 30 seconds old. Yeah. But yeah, he uses the psychic powers to rip the entire place apart. He destroys all the scientists. And there's one character whose name is Dr. Fuji. People remember from the games. Mm -hmm. It's a very different type of character in this one. And just kills everybody. Literally, just right off the bat. I think you were saying this TV show and the movies didn't have a body count until now. I'm pretty sure the TV show never had a body count. Yep, and boom, right off the bat, he just murders everyone. Standing in the wreckage, he's still thinking to himself, what is my purpose in this world? And as he's thinking that a helicopter lands on this destroyed island and outsteps the gang boss of Team Rocket, the evildoers of the Pokemon universe. His name's Giovanni. Ooh. And he steps forward and says, Mewtwo, 
the people here didn't understand you, but I understand you. Come and we'll be partners together and we will find what your destiny is. And so they team up and Mewtwo just does a lot of like work for him. Like, you know. He, he basically helps them steal a bunch of Pokemon. Yeah, they dress him up in a Robocop gear. Yeah. <laughs> Giovanni's also the leader of one of the Pokemon gyms where you like earn a badge and you, you know, prove your strength. And Mewtwo uses him to just destroy all of the people that come to challenge the gym, uh, including Gary Oaks, Ash Ketchum's worst rival, but we'll get there. Fucking Gary. And at some point, Mewtwo's just thinking to himself, you know, I still don't know what my purpose is. And then out of the blue, Giovanni just shows up and says, your purpose is to be my slave. (laughs) And Mewtwo's not down for that, so he once again destroys the entire Team Rocket facility and flies off to his original home on that island and says, I will rebuild here and prove to everyone that I am the strongest Pokemon. I will take over this world. And then we cut to the opening credits, and it's just Pokemon, the first movie. Mewtwo strikes back. Dun, dun, dun. And now we go and meet our main characters, Ash Ketchum, our protagonist with the Pikachu, his main guy, then Missy, the girl, and then Brock, the guy that's really into chicks. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you really need to know about these people, because you don't get any personality. This movie. We are introduced to them through narration. It's just like, hi, Ash is an inspiring Pokemon trainer and he wants to catch all of them and become the Pokemon master. And it does a very lazy way of trying yeah. to introduce you to these people. And it's just sort of cringe. And so Ash is sitting there. He's like, I'm hungry. And Misty's like, you need to wait for food to be ready. But then all of a sudden, a Pokemon trainer shows up and says, are you Ash Ketchum from the town of Pallet? Would you like to battle me? And he's like, of course I would. And then we get our first big Pokemon battle of the movie as the opening song plays. Yep. I know you are a little triggered at this whole, not just with this Pokemon fight, but with a lot I mean, of it. Listen, the... Uh, Pokemon has rules. We have rules in this house. (laughs) And in most Pokemon battles, type advantage means something where there's certain types that work for certain other types and some that are just neutral to each other. And most Pokemon battles require more than one attack to defeat somebody. But this trainer sends out, which was super cool at the time, he sends out a Dawn fan, which is a Generation 2 Pokemon, Ooh. which nobody knew about until the moment that Dawn fan appeared out of the Pokeball, and it battles Bulbasaur. And in a single, like, solar beam attack, <laughs> Bulbasaur, a Pokemon that has not evolved into its highest level yet, defeats a Dawn fan, which is much stronger, in one hit. And then the guy sends out a Machamp which is a four-armed muscle beast. Yeah. And Ash sends out his Squirtle, you know, Water's Turtle. And one bubble attack. <laughs> and if anybody knows what the attack bubble is, it's a very weak attack, and it just knocks Machamp over and kills him. And then this guy just is so angry, he throws out three Pokemon all at once, and Ash just sends out his Pikachu and does one Thunderbolt and defeats all three of them. It was a, it was a pretty badass Pika. And then, boom, everyone's dead. Which is is great, except... Okay, so Golem is a rock and ground-type Pokemon that does not get affected by electric-type attacks. (laughs) And Venomoth is flying and bug, so that's a neutral. But Pinsir's a bug-type, which I'm pretty sure is resistant to electric. Or at least it's a strong, strong fucking beast. I'm sorry if we ruined this thing for the kids, but I've done that. And he beats them all. Which, you know. It is like a really like sort of nerdy thing to get mad about. But the thing is, the filmmakers didn't think about yeah. it either. So it's like, what? It's a thing like, you are the ones who establish your own rules. Why would you break them? But moral of the story is Ash is badass and beats the trainer. And so then they start having lunch. And meanwhile, these three members of Team Rocket, Jesse, James, and their Pokemon, who's a talking Meowth, 
They're spying on him. They're spying on him, being like, oh, I hate these guys, like, whatever. But little did they know, they are also being spied by someone else. Another mysterious figure in this lone tower uh, watches these battles happen and decides to send a dragon knight, right? Dragon yeah, dragon knight. It's like the most powerful dragon from the first generation. Sends him out to go uh, send an invitation to Ash and his friends to come join him at his mansion where he can battle the most powerful Pokemon trainer that there ever was. Yes. And Ash is like, hell yeah, guys, we're going. Yep. And didn't consult his friends or anything. Just like, this is what we're doing tonight, guys. Yep. And they're like, okay, cool. So they say yes. And they start going to the docks and a huge storm starts brewing. And this is all caused by this mysterious figure. I don't know who this could who be. Who could it be? Not yeah. the person who started this movie. <laughs> yeah. A huge storm picks up when they're at the port that's going to take them to the island. Police officer, Officer Jenny, and Madam Exposition Russian Accent are standing there being like, sorry, we're canceling the ferry. It's too dangerous to go out there. And this mysterious woman just out of the blue is just like, we've heard that this storm would be coming once in a generation. We believe that the, that the storm can only be quelled by the true peace in Pokemon, and the tears of the Pokemon will truly bring about peace. You know, <laughs> sure. Yeah, and so we also find out that more Pokemon trainers have been invited to go to this place to, you know, fight the greatest Pokemon master. Mm -hmm. And they don't take kindly that the docks have been closed, so they all decide, hey, I'm going to use my Pokemon to get to the place, which... Why don't you do that in the first place? Why are you paying for a ferry? <laughs> I mean, you know, we can't make your Pokemon rest. If they're going to have to fight later, that makes oh, sense. Oh, okay. That's, that's, that's fair. But, yeah. like, you know, just use your smaller Pokemon that are, yeah. you know. I don't know. They, they, yeah, save so a buck here or there, man. Three of them ride their Pokemon over to the island, and Ash and friends decide they will, they want to do it too, but none of their Pokemon are big enough to, like, ride. But all of a sudden, a Viking ship comes <laughs> out of nowhere and pulls up right next to port. It's like, hello, we will take you to the, the island with the Pokemon trainer. And the three of them are not like, this seems suspicious, we should hop in. So they <laughs> they hop in, and Brock <laughs> says, just to no one in particular, I didn't know Vikings still existed. And then Ash, in the greatest mic drop moment ever, says, yeah, they're mostly in Minnesota. Pew, 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 pew. But the, that means that in the Pokemon world, there's a Minnesota. Oh, that's true. Hmm. Hmm. And it is all Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all Vikings. But yeah, basically the storm picks up, uh, hits the boat. It's revealed that, that the Vikings are actually Team Rocket in disguise. Yeah, this water wave that hits them literally knocks off all the co the costumes they have just to reveal that it's Team Rocket. And it's like, wow, that was a very convenient wave there. So they keep going. They, have, they get on their Pokemon and they finally make it to the island where this mysterious woman brings them ashore and says, Welcome, my master's been waiting for you. And Brock's like, yo, you're hot. Hey, you look familiar. Are you that missing Nurse Jenny, or Nurse Joy, that was conspicuously absent from the, the port where we were supposed to meet up? And she's like, what? No, I haven't heard anything about it. Come back. Goodbye. Follow Goodbye. me. Goodbye. Follow me. <laughs> yes, yeah, so they enter the tower. Ash, Misty, and Brock, and then the three trainers that uh, pieced out earlier uh, are all there. And the mysterious woman is like, hey, uh, so now that all of you are here, you're ready to meet my master. And we get this big dramatic reveal. Something comes down, revealing your favorite Super Smash Bro character ever. Jigglypuff. Waluigi, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mewtwo descends from the heavens, stands before them, and is like, hello, I am both a Pokemon and the ultimate Pokemon master. And all the other ones are like, you can't be a Pokemon master and a Pokemon. Which, you know. It's a fair point, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, and at that point, the... 
uh, he reveals that he's Mewtwo, and he wants to be the you know the strongest of them all. And he's like, "All right, I'm done with you." To his servant, and he releases her, and it turns out she was mind controlled this whole time. Right. Oh, cool. I it, guess it was the Nurse Joy that went missing from the Pokemon Center. Whoa, they dude, they build that up so oh, well. That was crazy. That oh. was a twist. Wow, what a real Shyamalan thing right really, there. Really, really crazy. But yeah, so Mewtwo is like. All right, who wants to fight? And a few of the trainers send out their Pokemon. One guy sends out his, like, Gyarados, which is a big, like, flying water snake. He tries to attack it, and Gyarados dispatches with it easily. Another guy tries to use his Rhyhorn, which is a giant rhino, rock rhino. I can't believe they did that. You know, he's a short-range guy. He, he doesn't do long-range <laughs> attacks. Come on. You're just quoting what I said in the Yeah, movie. yeah. He, Sam was not happy about this. <laughs> Listen, I, I told you that this is, this is my thing. This is what I care about. I don't care about anything. Except this. <laughs> but yeah, so they fight and are dispatched with pretty easily. Meanwhile, Team Rocket has made it to the island themselves. They're kind of going through this underground catacombs. But while they're walking through the catacombs, there's this eerie small presence that keeps following them. And we find out that Lil Lil Mew, the original that Mewtwo is copied from, made its way to the island. And it's just kind of following around Team Rocket and being all cute and shit. Yeah, it's just uh, really just dicking around, really. Like, <laughs> it's not really giving a fuck about anything. It's yeah. just like, whoa. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> and uh, Team Rocket makes their way to this mysterious laboratory. Mm. And they hit, they accidentally hit some buttons where they realize that this is a cloning facility. And that there's a bunch of Pokemon that uh, Mewtwo's already had contact with that he's been able to make clones out of. Yeah. And they are sitting in little test tubes. And so then Mewtwo is like... All right, I'm ready to battle with my ultimate Pokemon. And he calls upon the Pokemon of the test tubes, which are Venusaur, Charizard, and Blastoise, which are the final forms of the Pokemon you're supposed to start with in the games. And they have, like, military camouflage on, sort of. Not really. That's just how they were born. But, you know. Hey, they were born this way. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And they come out and, wouldn't you know it, the exact Pokemon that he's called upon are the ones that are also in attendance, which is one guy's uh, Venusaur, a girl's Blastoise, and Ash's personal Charizard. And so they battle it out, and they get their asses kicked. Oh, like yeah. everyone loses, not even, a, not even a close to it. And a great part is when Ash gets Charizard out, because Charizard in the series is known to be difficult with Ash. Yes. And Charizard doesn't listen to Ash, and he tries to fight Mewtwo. And Mewtwo's just like, "Your Charizard is not well trained." <laughs> and Ash is like, "I know. I'm sorry." <laughs> but yeah, so Mewtwo and his clone Pokemon handle the others very easily, and Mewtwo's like. Wonderful. I'm glad we could do this. Now I'm going to capture all of your Pokemon and make clones out of all of them. And so all these, like, black balls come out, like, <laughs> the Master Balls-ish yeah, like, like thing. evil Master Balls come out and start catching everybody's Pokemon. They're, like, taking them up left and right, and then they're being sucked into the cloning chamber as Mewtwo is making clones of everybody that shows up. This next part's actually decently cool. Like, Pikachu is trying to evade capture. They're all, like, fighting off the Pokeballs. Pikachu's running around, shocking the Pokeballs. Ash is trying to catch up with Pikachu. Pikachu can't quite do it, and Pikachu gets captured. No. Ash follows the Pokeball down to the cloning's chamber, and he runs in there, and he grabs the Pokeball and starts ripping it from the machines. And the best part of this whole thing is Team Rocket is still downstairs, and all the Pokemon that are coming through, they're like, what's that Pokemon? It's blah, blah, blah. It's- they get it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so mad. There's a Scyther that comes through, and they say, who's that Pokemon? It's Alakazam. 
who the fuck do you think you are, Team Rocket? <laughs> How could you not tell the difference between Scyther and Alakazam? Well, it is Team Rocket. They're not the brightest guys out there. Uh, you know what the crazy thing is that like the people who made the movie are like, no, we did that on purpose so that we could see if the fans recognized. Really? And, I, and bullshit, guys. You were lazy. <laughs> and you didn't want to bring the actors back to record new lines. <laughs> if I ever make a movie, that's what I'm going to be saying. Like, oh, yeah, all those mistakes, they're there for the fans. But, yeah, so Ash uh, rips Pikachu's Pokeball out from the machine. He releases uh, Pikachu, who's just, like, hanging out, just being like, oh, thanks, Super dude. Happy. That was really cool of you. But, like, while he, like, ripped all the machinery out from the cloning machine, he, like, forces it to malfunction function and it releases all the Pokemon that were just captured, but it also releases all the clones at the same time. Right, and so all the clones are out there, and we also forgot to mention that Meow also has a clone of him. Yeah, Meowth has a clone that was made of him, but every Pokemon that we've seen so far has a clone of itself. Uh, Mewtwo calls upon the clones, and he's like, this will be my army to take over the world, and all of a sudden Ash says, not if I have anything to say about it. And he just walks out of the smoke, and then he's like, yeah, I'm going to take you on. And you know it's real, because he grabbed his hat and put it on backwards. Oh, yeah, he turns it and, like, tries to punch me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so admirable, Ash, but yeah. fuck off. <laughs> but it is the moment where he walks out of the smoke with all the Pokemon following behind him. Like, I remember that from, like, the trailer when I was, like, four. And yeah. that, was, that was the most epic moment ever. Wow. It's badass. It's badass. It's pretty badass. And, like, after Ash tries to punch Mewtwo a few times, he's ready to just, like, kill Ash. Yeah, literally. He picks up Ash and just throws him against, like, the top of the tower. And Ash's body's flying. He's like, oh, and he's about to hit the tower. And then a pink bubble comes up and just, like, bloop. And Ash is like, what? And then even Mewtwo's like, the fuck? <laughs> and out of out of, out of of left frame or right frame or whatever, Mew flies in. Yeah, and he's just seriously dicking around. He's just it's like, Mew, and like doing backflips and everything. And this like triggers Mewtwo. He's like, oh, you think you're stronger than me? And he just throws like his dark ball at Mew and just obliterates him. <laughs> <laughs> and then he Mew's flown to the sky and everything. And for a moment, we think he's like dead. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, the black ball comes back and just nails Mewtwo. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you think you're stronger than me? Fine. This will be our final battle, basically. Yeah. And Mewtwo and Mew engage in an epic battle of psychic wills. They start flying around and fighting each other. And at a certain point, all the clones in the original Pokemon decide to fight their counterparts. And at this point, the movie lost me, man. Oh, my God. So, so, okay, now let's hype it up a bit. It's like, this is the moment, you know, this is what we've been waiting for. All the Pokemon are fighting each other. And and in the trailers, like, you see these things where it's like, you know, Pikachu versus Pikachu, Charizard versus Charizard. Like, all these epic things, like Mewtwo and Mew are, like, throwing shadow balls back at each other, forth at each other. And it would be really cool, but I think I'm going to blame this on the English version because I, I okay. doubt this happened in the original <laughs> An acoustic guitar, Jason Mraz, motherfucking mo- dude, comes out and starts singing, You're my brother, we shouldn't be fighting, like stuff like that. And it's like, all these Pokemon like in slow motion are beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, it would be so cool. But then you have Jason Mraz. Not actually Jason, Jason but Mraz, like a yeah. person like him is playing it and just being like, fighting's bad. And like, and you, there are two choices you could take. You could take the, like, the badass route where it's like epic, like Phantom Menace music. Like, yeah, like, get the orchestra and the and whole the choir. choir. Like, yeah, or you do the sad route and you like show that, oh no, like the sad piano and <laughs> violins and like, they shouldn't be fighting. And like the acoustic guitar version goes on for like a solid two minutes. 
and then unceremoniously it fades out, and then they fade in sad music. <laughs> like, hey, remember that thing that was just happening a second ago where we were explaining it to you? All right, here's the sad music now. Oh, my God. And then the sad music starts playing, and you fully see that all these Pokemon are literally killing each other. Just, like, same attacks, equal strength. They're just, like, wrecking shit. And, like... And all the characters are just like, Oh, Pokemon, this is awful. I'd rather try and brave the awful weather and storm than have to watch this. And it's like... They're like, Pokemon shouldn't be fighting like this. <laughs> and it's a good save, guys. Good save to yeah. say it like this. Because Pokemon shouldn't be fighting. You ruined your whole franchise. Well, they all say it like that. It's like, what's up with fighting? This isn't like us. This isn't for us. Blah, blah, blah. This is for kids. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the company. That, uh, and the uh, movie's also for kids. kids. Oh. Yep. <laughs> During this whole fight, the clone Meow yeah. and the regular Meow have a talk. And they find out, you know, hey, we're not so different after all. And, like, we have so much in common. And the future's so bright and as they're do- looking at it they're looking up up into the sky like oh there should be stars and stuff no there's just like black yeah. clouds like it's supposed to be this like super empathetic like serious like philosophical moment where it's like you know we're not too different you and I we're we're clones and we act different but we're we're all the same and we look at the same sky but you don't can't see the sky <laughs> you can only see the storm clouds but then we immediately cut from that to <laughs> The saddest moment in all of anime, uh-huh. in which Pikachu is fighting other Pikachu, but Pikachu doesn't want to fight evil clone no. Pikachu. Keeps dodging the attacks, but other Pikachu just slaps him and keeps doing it. And Pikachu is not fighting back, and other Pikachu's like, you should fight me. And he just keeps slapping him, and they both start crying. And it's just that other Pikachu doesn't want to be fighting him, but he keeps doing it. And then at a certain point, Ash looks out on all this destruction and madness and sees them all collapse on the ground. But in the mo- in that same moment, Mewtwo and Mew are still fighting. Brock's like, they're never going to finish fighting. It's always going to be like this till one of them is dead. <laughs> so they get down to the ground, and they prepare their final attacks. Yes. All the glowing balls are getting bigger and bigger. They're getting so big. And Ash is just like, no, we need to stop this. And runs in the middle as both of them throw their final attacks. And they hit Ash and a huge explosion happens. And we see Ash's body fall to the ground. And now he's just rock hard, you know. (laughs) (laughs) He's a 10-year-old boy, Taylor. Ash Ash falls to the ground. Ash falls to the ground and he is turned to stone. He got stoned. uh, That's better, but 10-year-olds shouldn't also get stoned. Okay, you know what? Uh, (laughs) I like you ruining things. Uh, And he's just on the ground and everyone looks and they're all sad. Pikachu walks up, tries to electric shock him, but he can't. Ash isn't waking up. Nothing's happening. No. Don't you know, Pikachu? Ash is a ground type now. (laughs) Your electric attacks are going to affect him. And then everyone starts crying. All of their tears start flowing. But suddenly their tears start flowing in the air and fly towards Ash. All the tears fly to Ash and they start glowing onto his body. Pikachu provides the final tears and suddenly Ash doesn't explode, but like it bursts into a bright light and he comes back to life. What? No way. Dude. What a twist. What a twist. What a twist. Crazy. And then Mewtwo and Mew look up from above and they're like, you know what? All life is precious. I understand this now. Thank you for showing me. So now Ash and company are like, oh, great. What are you going to do now, Mewtwo? Like, there's so much, all the clones, what's going to happen? He's like, I'm going to take them to this secret location. And I think it's best you don't remember this experience. So he erases their memory and takes them back to the dock. As if nothing had happened. They don't remember anything. 
And everyone's like, we should go to the island. And all of a sudden, Nurse Joy shows up and is like, don't worry, guys. I'll help take care of you. Everyone can stay with me. Yeah. And, you know, the cop's not like, wait, you've been missing for a month. <laughs> you need you need to be brought in for questioning. Nope. But the kids uh, are like, what happened? And Misty says, I don't know why we're here. I guess we're just here because we're here. And I want to fucking die. <laughs> uh, but then they see that the storm is stopping. They walk outside, and Ash notices a little something in the distance. Oh, what is it? He sees a little glowing pink creature just flying off. And he's like, you know, when I first started my journey, I saw a very rare Pokemon. And I just saw another one today. They're like, well, I hope this means better things for our future. And... That's it. That's it. That's the movie. Ash should definitely take a picture. It would really... Mew's a hard one to get in Pokemon Snap, I'll tell you that. It's the last thing. You have to go to a different dimension to go get Mew in Pokemon Snap. So, what do you think about the movie? Oh my god, I was so underwhelmed. I was so pumped for this, and now it was really just like, not a lot happens. And the fucking acoustic guitar, Jason Mraz shit. Oh god. Ah. Yeah, I I remember loving this movie as a kid, and I will still like fight for it not being as bad as people say, but like, holy shit is this like kind of painful to like sit through. Yeah, and it's really short too. It's only an hour and 14 minutes with credits. Yeah, and it's the thing that I always try and defend is that I think it's the fault of the English translation Uh huh. because before we get into our script doctoring, I think we should address the fact that Pokemon is an originally Japanese property, mm-hmm. which means that the original language and the original story come from Japanese like stories and ideas and they have a little bit looser concerns when it comes to like children's television so you can can show a little bit more violence and you can talk about a lot more heady ideas and kind of make things a little bit more nuanced Uh, not so for American (laughs) children's television Uh, a lot of companies require you to have a straightforward villain Uh, you cannot have anything be ambiguous you have to explain everything to everyone so no one's confused and you really have to back down on violence Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, the, it's a weird thing that they do is they try and take out all like Japanese symbols. So like they like try to paint over certain things with like English language stuff. Huh. So they miss that a couple times, which is very I think is cool because they miss it on a sign where the docks are. Oh really? So there's like a Japanese sign where it's a Japanese symbol, and then it says exit, and then another Japanese symbol. Okay. Here's the thing to know about Pokemon: the first movie, Warner Brothers and the dubbing team for kids really changed a lot of stuff when it came to character motivation and plot. Mm-hmm. In this one, how we described it, Mewtwo is basically evil. He was made by these, you know, evil scientists, and he is really mad about it. But instead of, you know, trying to figure himself out, he just decides, I'm going to take over the planet because I deserve to. In the original version, he there's actually a, an extended sequence at the beginning where you get to see Mewtwo's origins, where and you get to see why he's being created, where Mr. Fuji, the lead scientist, is actually trying to bring back his dead daughter oh. as a clone through the funding that Team Rocket gives him. Because Team Rocket wants to clone Pokemon to make stronger Pokemon and to improve the world. Right. So Mr. Fuji's actually doing this not because he's evil, but because he's trying to get back what he lost. So he's doing evil things. So in this, like, test tube, an infant version of Mewtwo, like, communicates telepathically with this little girl and a baby Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle. Which later on, when we see Venusaur, Charizard, and Blastoise, those are actually the clones from originally on the island that have evolved into their final forms. Oh. So that's like... Mewtwo actually was really trying to start off and be a Pokemon trainer because he, like, started off with the regular Pokemon. But the origin basically shows this little girl teaching Mewtwo what it means to be alive and to be a person, which is why he understands the concept of dreams, why he understands language, why he understands so many other things. Because for years, he's just been telepathically communicating with this cloned little girl. By the end of that, 
uh, they've realized that nobody has survived. They, they still have the DNA of the little girl and the DNA of the Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle, but they've all died. Oh. Like, none of them made it. So that whole part where Mr. Fuji's like, you're the only test subject to survive, it's supposed to be a lot sadder because he's admitting that his daughter is dead. Wow, that yeah. is so dark. And from there, it's more bittersweet that like Mewtwo's very confused. He doesn't understand what he's doing. He's almost like destroying everything because he's because he's a child. He doesn't know what's happening, so he breaks everything out of fear and like realizing that he was made for these nefarious purposes. And after that, he's like, where, where do I belong? What do I do? And Giovanni shows up and is like, I can show you your purpose in this world. And Mewtwo's a kid. He doesn't understand, so he's going to this guy. And I don't really know the Giovanni part. I I think it's as blatant as it is in the English oh, version, so okay. it's, not, it's not entirely redeemable. Okay. But then at the very end, Mewtwo, like, doesn't actually want to conquer the world. He wants to study clones to figure out his place in the world. So he wants to do this, like, competition in this tournament to figure out if clones are the superior people, or if the originals are superior, and if that means that he is better, what does that mean for himself? Like, he doesn't literally talk to God, but he asks, like, hey, God, what's my purpose in this world? Like, at certain points. Hmm. Wow. And the moral of the story isn't, like, Pokemon shouldn't be fighting. They look out and see the Pokemon fighting each other and be like, oh, wow, this is this is horrible. This is, you know, represents what happens when we don't see eye to eye, even though we're the exact same people. And the moral at the end of the story is all life is sacred. Like, we shouldn't be fighting each other. It's not this bullshit thing about not fighting, you know, what your actions are, what define you. It's not about that. It's about... The, <laughs> it's uh, I can't say the phrase because it's been taken by horrible people, but saying that... All lives are important <laughs> to okay, the yeah. world. Okay. So that's that's the backbone of this of the story in the original Japanese. Okay, yeah, I do like that more than fighting's bad, guys. Like, hey, this this type of fighting yeah. is bad. Because yeah, come on, Pokemon, we know what's going on here. It undercuts the whole message of everything. Yeah. It's, so but for the sake of script doctoring, we're going to be script doctoring the English language version. Yes, yes, yes. Is that all the changes they had? Uh, that's from, the ones that I can think of right now. If I think of others, I'll let you know. Alright. Well that is good to know as we head into surgery. Is there anything else? you want to say before we jump into it? No, because my surgery is entirely dependent on exactly what we just talked about. Okay. Because for me, as we start surgery, the most important thing to fix is to do the original Japanese <laughs> version just with English language. Okay. And it's legitimately you the part about Mewtwo's like origin like that there's a the 10 minute opening scene where he learns from the little girl what it means to be alive. Uh-huh. I get why they took that out. That's super dark and like yeah. a lot of kids wouldn't like that. Yeah. So you I would like them to keep it. But right. I do understand why they took it out. So if we're going to follow that rule, keep Mewtwo's motives the way they were in the Japanese, where he's just confused. Okay. Where he's trying to figure things out, and he accidentally kills a bunch of people, and it's like, I don't understand what I'm doing. I, I want to figure things out for myself. When he gets screwed over by Giovanni, he still is confused, but now he's learned to be more malicious. Uh-huh. And so he's like, oh, I've got to be powerful in order to like get what I want to figure out where I am in this world. So do that. <laughs> that's that's huh. my that's my big thing is Mewtwo's character motivation needs to like be more than just I want to destroy the planet. Right. Because that it doesn't make sense why he's cloning all these creatures and has this tiny island. Because if he was gonna try and take over the world, he'd have this giant factory where he's mass producing Pokemon. Right. The point of this is is an existential debate about who is the superior being. Yeah, Mewtwo, Mew, or... like Mewtwo as the clone or Mew as the original. Okay. Okay. And so that's all, that's all you gotta do is just go back to the original motivation of the Japanese because that makes Mewtwo entirely more sympathetic and it makes the entire experience of what's happening even more bittersweet where it's hard to decide who should we be rooting for because clearly you're, you're 
got to be rooting for the good guys. Right. You know, the quote-unquote good guys. Well, as long as you can give Mewtwo a, like, hey, like, he brings up a good point. Yeah. Uh, so is that all the things you would want to change? Not As anything, for the Japan Japanese yeah. version right now? As for, as for that, that's the thing that I'd want to change for sure. It's like, just make sure Mewtwo's motivation is very similar to the original Japanese. Okay. Something I thought would be interesting is I definitely want to make... Okay, so Mew needs to talk. Like, <laughs> oh, really? He, yes. And for what I'm going to say, he needs okay. to talk because I don't like that... Um, I, I don't like that Meowth is the one that's inter- like translating everything as these big battles are happening because it's like, Mew, 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 Mew. Oh, he's saying yeah. killing is bad and blah, blah, blah. So I want Mew to actually be able to be like talk for himself or herself. It's not specified which Okay. Gender. And I want Mew and Mewtwo to have very like a Xavier Magneto relationship mm-hmm. where like they see eye to eye on a few things, but like fundamentally they like disagree and have those battles. Yeah. And the big thing I want to change is I want Mew and Mewtwo to be brothers. Instead of clones? Yes. Because I, I think it makes it a bit more personal than it cloning. It does, but that changes the entire story. Well... And it changes the mythology of the Pokemon games themselves. Well, I'm not script jo- doctoring the mythology. Okay. But say they were... And it could be a story about environment versus, like, okay. growing up. Nature versus nurture. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Mew got away and could be free with all the other Pokemons or whatever. And Giovanni took Mewtwo and, like, grew him up into this monster, like, oh, we need to destroy things from the ground up to restart or something like that. Oh. And I, especially with the Xavier Magneto thing, copy and paste that. Mewtwo is Pokemon Hitler. <laughs> I mean, I... I don't disagree on the motivation, like the nature versus nurture. I think Uh that's a great thing. I almost think making them clones, though, is a stronger choice than brothers, because if Mewtwo is literally Mm -hmm. an exact copy of Mew, just taller, like, they are the exact same person in every single way, Uh and that's a, a pure nature versus nurture thing, where Mew is taken and, like, just gets to do whatever it wants forever, and Mewtwo is only ever interacting with like people okay so i i I think the clone part works better but i do like the the more like describing the theme behind it more yeah i guess that is a fair point i just want when they're talking to each other i want to have that layer of like come on we can figure this out but then it's just like always they like the philosophy between the two (laughs) hits each other and they can't ever get to it. Um, That still works with them being clones because that could easily just be Mew Mew saying like, Mewtwo, we are the same person. You were made for me. We can can see eye to eye, can't we? Okay, I I think that does work now that you've, you've talked me into that. And so I also think with villains, it definitely works better when we see, like, you know, he has a point, like with Killmonger yeah. from Black Panther. With Mewtwo, I want it to be more like, hey, like, these Pokemon are slaves, and I don't like that. These are my yeah. brethren, and I want to free all of them, you know, rise and destroy the humans because they're bad, <laughs> bad people. Yes. And so now Mew is the one, like, no, humans are good. Like, so why, why are these Pokemon fighting? Are, are they doing it because they like it? And is it like a UFC? thing I think where they're th- fighting for fun I mean why Pokemon are fighting in general why they're fighting in general like are they being forced to do it or no, I not because I know that's a big thing with Pokemon yeah. fans in general I, I mean it's, it's it's they've always tried to make it sound like the Pokemon are captured but then they like end up liking their owners or at some point they like just keep disobeying uh-huh. so I think 
the way to make it clearer, maybe if we, even if we just do it in the movie, mm-hmm. is that we show the Pokemon like interacting in the human world more. Uh-huh. Like, what if we see a bunch of Machamps like being moving guys? Okay. And, like, is this, I'm stealing this from the Detective Pikachu trailer. Like Charmander, like like as a heat source for like making food and stuff. Okay. And like you know Pikachu's being uh, you know like the gerbils that like run on the wheels, but like they're shocking <laughs> things and yeah. treated humanely, of course. Like right, figure out right. a way to show it so that like you know they all shock and then they take different tires turns and they have like you no know, fields to play and then that all takes like 10 seconds to show that yeah no i think that works really well because then now we know okay they're not all being yes. forced to fight each other the ones that want to do it are doing it because that's part of what i'm excited about with detective pikachu because it looks like they're very integrated into the world mm-hmm. whereas in the pokemon anime they really don't show the fact they just show them as wild animals right that are being captured and forced to fight it'd be better if we saw hey some of them are wild but also look at the ones that like interacting with humans okay and i think that works even better when like Mewtwo decides he's going to clone Pokemon uh-huh. and use them for himself when at a certain point when, I don't know if Ash sacrifices himself or someone shows him and it's like, Mewtwo, you're doing the exact same thing that the humans are doing. Like, mm. you, you're not going to find your purpose in life if you're trying to be different from these people. You're just doing the same thing. Right. I like that. Well, with Mewtwo, I want him to like sort of talk to his brethren like when they're all in that dinner area and all the Pokemon are out and he's mm-hmm. like, join me. Like, they don't treat you right or whatever. You know, Charizard's going to be out there (laughs) and Charizard's going to be like he brings up some good points and now Charizard is going to work with Mewtwo and that's going to be the big like what you portrayed like blah 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 because you know Charizard in this movie is sort of a little shit and yeah he's a little shit and I, I know they deal with this in the TV show later but he's Ash made me do this. He made me, in the show, for context, he evolves this Pokemon too fast where he's not able to mature fast enough. So now he's, like, angry about that. And so he resents Ash for that. And so now the big climax battles happening or whatever, they're really hurt that Charizard left. And so instead of Mew and Mewtwo fighting mm-hmm. for, like, oh, and Ash runs in the center... I want it to be Pikachu, and Mewtwo's trying to kill Pikachu. He throws the ball or whatever, and then Ash jumps in the middle for that, and that's what causes him to go to stone. And now Mewtwo's like, wait, this human sacrificed himself for a Pokemon? Like, maybe humans aren't as bad. And then that's where Charizard also sees, like, oh, whoa, he does care about us. Like, I like him now. What do you think about that? I like that. And actually, this goes to the anime that would fix a lot of problems with that because there's a whole episode where Charizard, you know, becomes part of Ash's team and is like likes him again. Uh-huh. But you know, it'd be really cool if he liked him a little bit earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and I, I do like that idea, especially like Ash seeing one of his Pokemon turn on him because it would give him like a crisis of faith to be like, oh my god, am I not like as good of a trainer as I'm supposed to be? Because Ash is technically our main character, right? So like, do you have an idea for like an arc for him in this movie? Ooh, because we're um, mostly talking about Mewtwo's arc, which is very important because it's all about Mewtwo Mm -hmm. but Ash is the one that's supposed to save the day so would it be one of those things where like he's kind of confronted by Misty and Brock at the beginning when he fights the trainer to be like you know Ash you're kind of being selfish where it's, it's always about you winning the battle and this is why Charizard doesn't obey you or whatever. I think yes in the opening scene where the random trainer is just like I want to fight you Ash would be like yeah of course and then Misty or Brock's like you know the Pokemon haven't really rested much. Like, you're really overworking them, Ash, and maybe you should think about them. He's like, no, no, it's fine. Like, they got it. They like battling, right? Yeah. And so, instead of Ash's Pokemon kicking the other guys' ass, they are, like, struggling a bit. And, mm-hmm. like, it's not until Pikachu comes and yeah. shocks everyone that it actually, like, he narrowly, Ash narrowly wins this battle. 
And he's just like, hey, yeah, it worked out, like I said. And, and it also looked like a much better battle than a battle that's just one attack kill him. Yeah, exactly. And now it is a bit more set up where Ash is taking these Pokemon for granted. And now he learns throughout everything like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm being a dick. Mm-hmm. He is also 10. He's so. 10, but that's part of that's the best part of learning about being a dick is when you're a kid and be like, <laughs> oh, I just don't know any better. Yeah. So I think that's I think it's a good arc for him, especially when he sees Charizard like disobeys him and he's like okay i need to i need to be the one to protect my pokemon like in a similar way to what he did in the first episode because like mm-hmm. the first one's like where he's like gets in front of the spiro and the pikachu and like you almost see that he doesn't do that like some other time right and he's like pikachu get in front of me like almost <laughs> him to be the one to defend him yeah and then someone to remind him be like hey you used to be so great at this you you know you're arrogant now that you're a good pokemon trainer yeah i think that's a good arc for him yeah uh what else are you thinking for, for me personally, this is just as someone who likes, you know, all about Pokemon. Uh-huh. Instead of the three rando trainers, I think that they should pick three trainers from the show uh-huh. and bring them into the into the thing to be the, the other trainers that are called upon. Because, like, the whole point is that Ash has battled some of the best trainers, at mm-hmm. least in his region, to become as good as he is. So it'd be cool if maybe instead of Gary being defeated, or you show him getting defeated by Mewtwo before, bring Gary back. And Gary goes to the island, and then he real recognizes the Pokemon, and it becomes a little bit more personal for him. Yeah. Uh, there's the guy that was, like, Ash's rival at the Pokemon League in the first season. Okay. Bring him around, because, like, then that's Ash's foil, where it's like, he could see this kid being really good with his Pokemon. It's like, how are you so good? It's like, well, you know, I treat them with respect. I like that. And then... I don't know. I'm trying to think of some random one. Just pick, like, a, a gym leader or something. Yeah. You know, do a Twitter poll. Be like, who do you want to be in this? Yeah, and, who, who you should know, be the That's the one. guy. I am surprised they actually didn't do that now that you point that out. That seems like an easy tee-up. The weird thing is that they wanted it to be, like, something that anyone could walk into and just, like, watch and be fine with. But they don't explain the lore of Pokemon, like, enough that they've, like, they kind of left people out in the open. So if you want to do this as, like, a, a Pokemon extension, then take the characters before, and even if the people don't know it, if Ash looks at them and says, Gary, I hate you, like, you understand there's a history there. Right. And then I think with Gary specifically, and for those who don't know, that's Ash's arch rival, the yeah. guy that's always foiling him and stuff. I think once Gary sees Mewtwo, he gets a little, like, oh, shoot, like, this guy's legit, like, I know my Pokemon are, like, yeah. hurt from all this and X, Y, and Z. I, I like that a lot, bringing no, those X, people in. the series that comes later. <laughs> what do you think about uh, Giovanni? Is... I, I like him just being the instigator. Yeah. I think I'd rather him just be the reason that Mewtwo, like, is fueled by hatred. Uh-huh. Because I think it really does work if he's confused and, like, trusts in someone. And then his trust is defeated, so it changes his personality, but it doesn't change his philosophy or, like, his outlook on, like, still trying to figure out where he goes. Okay. So I think Giovanni is honestly the perfect one-and-done, like, person to ruin him. Okay. So you don't want to entertain him no, coming or No anything. desire having him come back, because I think Mewtwo should be the only antagonist. Okay. Because I think you'd get a, a little bit bogged down if you try and bring Giovanni back to either mind-control Mewtwo or, like, or, you know, psychologically manipulate him or something like that. Cause right. The main conflict comes from the, it just being straightforward, like Mewtwo doesn't know what's happening. Because if you introduce Giovanni, it's like, oh, so he didn't want to be doing this the whole time, and Giovanni was really tricking him into doing it. That's I, fair. I, I like I like the the deeper one, but I do think that you could there you could argue a case where there's another version of Giovanni where if you want to have if you want to make Mewtwo more sympathetic and not have him be as much of a villain, uh-huh. then maybe you'd bring Giovanni in and okay. be the overall villain. But I prefer it just being Mewtwo. Okay. What do we do with Team? Rocket also. 
You want yep. them to stay the same or cut them out? Stay the same. Okay. If because Team Rocket's not going to be cut out of it, right? Like uh, operating under the rules that the, that the show would be allowing us to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Team Rocket has to be in it. Okay. So I think they're fine to be the clone exposition machine and to just be little cameos and jokes every once in a while. Okay. Just give them better jokes. <laughs> I don't really want to do anything different with them. Would you rather like cut them out? Uh, I mean, I do feel like they didn't add a ton. I also guess they are padding the runtime because still, even with our changes, it's not like we're adding that much to this movie. No. I so mean, it'd be nice if the if the time at the castle lasts a little bit longer. Uh huh. Like you know, what if Mewtwo comes up in battles and he's like. All right, everyone, go to your halls and take a rest, and we'll battle again later. And they could have like a little bit of discussion about what what they want, because then we'd have Ash would be able to expand his arc and talk to you know his rival and with Gary and with his friends to be like, I don't know what's going on. Like Ash, you're being a dumbass, and then you two could like almost you know have seen a, a sparkle of goodness in some of these people. It's like, what's happening? I don't understand. No, no, no. I must continue with this plan. Okay. Because I think I think that's the big thing I do is uh, expand Act Two, I guess. Uh-huh. And make it last a couple days in time with the movie. So is it would be good if the clones took a few days to gestate? Okay. Because it seems weird that it's just like, all right, we scanned the fur from Meowth, and now we're just gonna shit out a whole Meowth. So do you want like the first two days or whatever? Like they don't know who this master is, and he's always up in his towers. And yeah, during think... this time, he's taking DNA from everyone. Uh-huh. Okay. I think yeah, I think especially instead of like doing that whole like. Pokeball, like, stealing all of them thing. Uh-huh. I think take out that whole thing so that while they're there for a few days, like, Ash and friends are like, you know, whatever, and there's some, you know, uh, uh, magnetic field where the Pokeballs don't retain the Pokemon. Okay. So they're all out in the open, and that's how they can mm. steal their, their DNA. Okay. Uh, and it gives a ch- Ash a chance to, like, you know, interact with Charizard and be like, hey, he doesn't listen to me. Okay, yeah, that's good. I like that. And it'll show us more Pokemon because, like, Ash has a few more Pokemon he could be using, and instead he just uses Pikachu and his three starters. Yeah. Hashtag justice for Pidgeotto. Rip. Okay, is there anything else you'd want to hit on in surgery right now? Not particularly. This is the movie we're working with. I'm good. I'm good with what it is. Yeah, I, I, th- I think I'm good. I can't think of anything specifically that I would want to really change. Well, of course, the big thing to change. Make the Pokemon battles look like battles. It's an hour and 14 minutes. You can spare an extra 16 minutes. Yeah, no. Definitely have more fun with that instead yes. of just like, oh, a left hook there, an uppercut there. Like, you know, let's not use bubbles yeah. so much. I mean, it's too early to compare, but Pokemon, the third movie, the one with the Entei and the Unknown, mm-hmm. like, there are legit battles in that one, and, like, yeah. they look really cool. No, that, the, I remember the opening scene for the third Entei one. That one's cool with the opening credits and, like... Oh, with Pikachu and, like, the other girl that he's battling? Yeah. Well, I think so, because they're on, like, a play structure yeah, and it, stuff. It's and a playground. You get to kind of see them, like, move around and, like, use the environment. Yeah. Uh, that one's good. Yeah. I really like that movie. So, <laughs> uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's it for surgery for me. All right. Is there anything else you want to touch up on uh, Pokemon in general from, yes. from this movie? Okay. Because I want this movie to be a little bit different because I love Pokemon. (laughs) I would prefer that this movie not necessarily be all about them talking to each other and like doing this whole, I I like the philosophy of everything, Uh but it's a lot of like very silly back and forth on a bunch of stuff. It would be better. I think, especially for the first Pokemon movie, if Mewtwo's still the main villain or like Uh the main antagonist. But what if it was like a Pokemon, like, like battle arc, 
Like, what if, you know, there were multiple battles within the thing? Because the whole point of Pokemon is that they fight each other. Right. It's like, what if instead Ash gets invited to this, you know, mysterious island with these people, and he actually has to fight some of them, and then you still bring back some of the people from the series? Okay. And you have them fight. And this is Ash's big chance to prove himself, and we still have the same, we have the same basic core arc of the show, where, movie where Ash needs to, you know, be humbled a little bit. Like, he's gotten really good, but he's being an asshole. Uh-huh. And we still get Mewtwo being himself, but, you know, from his big tower. Hmm. But we see that instead of them talking about it through battles, through we get Ash going there, and, like, his preliminary battle is like a one and done. You know, he, like, sends out Pikachu, and it's like, easy stuff, guys. And they're like, Ash, Pikachu was so tired, he had to take down, like, a Rhydon, <laughs> like, by himself, and with, like, 18 quick attacks. Like, that does not hurt him at all. So, I, that's what I would prefer from a, from the movie itself. As someone who's a fan of Pokemon, yeah, I would have rather it been centered around the battles and, like, Ash's journey throughout the battles. And then you send in Mewtwo at the very end to be like, oh, this makes sense for why this is often happening. Okay, so have it sort of... It is a tournament, you know? Yeah. Is that, okay, tournament, Basically. and then it ends like, oh, you made it to the final round. And it's Mewtwo. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that. Yeah. It, and it's a lot more streamlined and simple. And I think I think there's a lot of space for a good battle. Like you could really have like long, like five to ten minute battles. Okay. With like full teams of Pokemon, like three three to six per person. Huh, That's my that. preference uh, for that. But if we're keeping it as the move as the movie is, because mm-hmm. there's more story in this movie, so it makes sense why they did it this way. Right. I agree. Uh, anything else you want to uh, want to touch on with Pokemon overall? No, I think I'm good with Pokemon overall. Um, good shit. It's good. I like the movie. The movies. Or I like the series. I yes. shouldn't say I enjoyed this movie. but No, this movie was a very disappointing. I mean, and you said, how many movies did you get through before? Before I stopped watching yeah. them. I got to the, hey, the world is, the earth is really good. <laughs> um, I think it's the fourth or fifth yeah. one. I definitely watched this one. Watch the second one. Entei one kicks ass. I want to say it's the fourth one yeah. that that's after I stopped. That's when most people stopped. Yeah. A lot of people stopped after the second generation because that's you didn't really, most people didn't move on from there. Yeah. Because the core, the core demographic grew up at that point. Yeah. Whereas I've seen a lot of <laughs> I I very much like the Entei movie. Yeah. I think that one's actually a, a genuinely like good movie. Me too. Because Pokemon 2000 is silly. But it's a lot of fun. I can't even remember Pokemon 2000 that much. That's one I think yeah. we should definitely uh, talk about one day. Oh, we'll talk about it one day when <laughs> Detective Pikachu 2 comes out. Oh, honestly, yeah. It's very true. It's probably uh, smashing the box office right now. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, you thought Avengers was going to be big. Wait till Pikachu comes out. Oh, I want to have a whole bonus podcast where I just talk about what I like about the Pokemon movies. <laughs> We could maybe do that. We could maybe do that. Someday. Okay. I want to talk about some people that have commented on our iTunes page. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm just going to give them a quick shout out and everything. We have uh, Bree from the North. <laughs> we hit a uh, big 5 0. Congrats, guys, on making 50 episodes. Looking for another 50. Thanks, Bree. Thanks, that Bree. That was cool. Yeah. Was it five stars? Yeah, five stars. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Bree's like, oh, I love your show. Two stars. <laughs> then we got from Johnny. Oh, John, John L.A. Hey, California. Sorry. Who, who is this person? John L.A. Hey, Cleveland. Stranger Things 
And then like the what's the uh, one sign where oh, it's greater uh, than greater. or equal to? Is is it pointing towards greater uh, Stranger Things? It's no, it's pointing oh, against uh, Stranger Things less than Stranger Things less than Doctor Script show. Open and shut case. Doctor Scripps has 50 episodes. Congrats, guys. And that's because we said last episode, like, oh, yeah, we have 50 episodes. Stranger Things doesn't have 50 uh, episodes. I, re- I remember our jokes. Yeah. The things that we've said. Yeah, and we also don't play drillers, you know? <laughs> <laughs> this episode's going to be released after we get all that stuff yeah. out. <laughs> Uh, good stuff Uh, but thank you John and Bree Uh, if you guys want to comment more there's also another comment here but we'll talk about that next week okay (laughs) I haven't read it so this is going to be fun for me yeah so thank you guys if you comment on everything we will definitely give you a little shout out and everything you know the usual if you want to follow us on our latest content and everything please like our Facebook page uh, follow us on Instagram just at Dr. Script if you want to tweet at us at Twitter that's just Dr. Script Podcast, like Doctor Script Podcast. You can say the you know do, do the iTunes thing. I do. Please subscribe to iTunes. That's what I do every week. It's the, it's my one thing, Taylor. Okay, uh, subscribe to iTunes. Leave us five stars. Leave us less stars, but we prefer to have five stars. Uh, and on all those things, yeah, leave leave a comment on what kind of thing we should do next. We or what next? What's the next Pokemon movie we should do, guys? Oh yeah. I mean, who knows? It might not be two thousand. What if we just jump ahead and do Pokemon Heroes? Oh. Crazy, damn. Uh, but yeah, please do that. Let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what you'd like to see, things that things that we would improve on. Uh, we love to. We do really love hearing from you guys and how how things can be made different. Yeah, it's really it. It's a good little shiny thing to our day that we know that people are listening to this and like it. So we thank you for listening as always. And so for next week, I'm I like Pokemon, but I'm I'm ready to see a whole new world mm-hmm. uh, to really open my eyes to what to what I could possibly see next. Yeah, man, Sam, you don't have a, a friend like me, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I I I ain't no street rats, so don't throw me out, Taylor. <laughs> I don't know. You guys got it. You know what this is. Okay, we'll see you guys next week. All right, Pikachu, let's catch them all now. <laughs> see ya.